0: How y'all doing this morning? Um, Every week I say the same thing. I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I woke up in a peaceful house, in a peaceful room, and my first thought was, it's Sunday. And um, it's just my, this is special. It's special in my life, because my life is fast, and it's full, and there's, he's with me every day, and I walk with him every single day, couldn't get through a minute without him, but when I come here, I get to put all my focus, and that. Is special. It's special when we get to step into his presence and give him 100% focus. And I'll tell y'all, when I'm worshiping, I close my eyes and you all disappear. Not out of my heart, you know, because God talks to me and he tells me things that are just for me all the time. But he tells me things then that sometimes are to share. Sometimes it's just to share with him. But um, I close my eyes and everything. Everything goes away, and all my focus goes on him, and he never fails to meet me. He never fails to, when I draw near to him in this way, with 100% focus, he just comes and surrounds me with his presence. So this morning, I just invite you to step fully into that, because if it's available to me, and it is every week, it's available to you this morning.
1: Amen. Well, stand with me. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, but honestly, I just want to worship the one perfect, good Father who is so good to us, day in and day out, week in and week out, month in and month out. He never leaves us. He never fails us, and all of our earthly fathers have failed, and as an earthly father, I have failed, but he never fails. And that's something to be excited about, something to be joyful about, and something to worship about on this Father's Day. I'm going to read out of Psalm 68 this morning. You don't have to read with me. I'm just going to read this. It says, Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let those who hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. as As wax melts before the fire. So let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yes, let them rejoice exceedingly. Sing to God. Sing praises to His name. Extol Him who rides on the clouds. By His name, yay, yeah, and rejoice before Him. A father of the fatherless a defender of the widows is God in his holy habitation so father we thank you Lord we thank you we thank you we praise you we honor you we give you glory this morning have your way in this place and we worship you truly truly as God our father and we thank you Lord in your precious name we pray amen let's worship
0: He's ours, church, our God. Jesus came to show us the Father. He came to show us the Father. He came to show us the Father because there was no other way for the Father to be known. And so this morning as we come to the table of the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus, we come with celebration Because he is the way and the truth and the life. And he leads us home. Home is where your dad is. (laughs) Yeah? Thank you, Lord. And with Jesus, there's so much. But what I see when he came, he came for me. And he came for you. He didn't come for the perfect ones. The ones who felt their perfection. They felt that they were righteous. He didn't come. And you know what? All the regulars thought they were perfect too. I can't be like them. But Jesus came and he walked right by them and he came for the wounded. He came for the broken. He came for the fallen. He came for you. He came for me. And he came because the heart of the Father was drawing us to him. He wants us. He wants us as we are. He wraps us up today on this Father's Day as we declare, as we turn our hearts to heaven, and we declare how great our Father is. He opens his arms wide, and he says, come and partake. Come and partake of grace, of love, of mercy, because they flow from his hands, his heart, without limit, without end. So I'm going to invite you to uh, walk down the the aisle to the table. The middle plate is Um, gluten-free. Pick up your elements and circle back to your chairs and hold on to your elements. We're going to take communion together today. We're going to enter into his love this morning.
1: Thank you, Lord. How great is our God. Thank you,
2: Lord.
1: How great you are, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I feel like before we take communion... If, Sid, you could just lead us in just how great is our God, just the, that part of the song that we were just singing. and uh, Just as we take it, as, right before we take communion, I just want us to sing that out and truly be, just hearing the voices rise up together in one voice, to our God, our Father, and celebrating the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's done. our
2: God. sing with me
1: how
2: great
1: is our
2: God,
1: and all will see how great, how great is our our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, you are the name above all names, worthy of our praise. Father, we just thank you this morning. Jesus, we thank you for showing us the Father's love. Your life laid down, your body broken, your blood shed. To pay the price for our sins. And Lord, we just worship you we thank you for the resurrection. <laughs> we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. The Bible says, For I received from the Lord, that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. We had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let us partake. Thank you, Lord. We worship you today. We give you honor and praise and glory today for your goodness and your faithfulness to us. We worship you in Jesus' name. Stand with me. We're going to continue to worship the Lord. The altar is open.
0: the sense while we were worshiping, <laughs> um, just over and over, he's alive, he's alive, and I just want to tell you guys, um, if you have a dad that passed on and is with Jesus, you worship together this morning, and something I teach my kids is that eternal life starts now, it's now, we're alive now and forever. Because of Jesus. We shed a body, we get a new body, and we see each other later. But those who are in his presence and rejoicing with him now are more alive, more free. They're, they're, they're in his presence with all with, with the absence of fear, with the absence of trust issues, with the absence of doubt and drivenness and all those things. So they are, they are more free than we are to partake of who he is. They're not fighting with all of these things. But they are fully alive. As alive as we are more than we are. Yeah. Thank you. So let that be a comfort to your heart this morning. It comforts my heart when I miss those who have gone ahead. I just know that they are more alive than I am. They're missing me too. And we're going to see each other again soon. So it was just super comforting to me this morning to know that we worship with all of heaven. We lift up the Lord, our God, with all of heaven, and we praise him because he is worthy. There is no amount of praise that we can give that is enough. Jesus gave it all, and I'm just going to bring it right full circle to when we came here. It's special special when we come here. We give him all of our focus. We give him all of our attention. We give it all to him when we come here as a family and we worship him.
1: Well, we have a testimony we want to share this morning to give glory to God. Give glory to God. Jesse, you want to come up? Jake, you want to just keep playing in the background that anointed, that anointed keyboard player The anointed worship team this morning, I mean, I could just feel it. I could just feel it You can You can
0: feel, this is happening, you can feel the pleasure of God. You can feel the Father's pleasure. And I've talked about this. It's similar, but I mean, it pales in comparison. We only have human examples, right? They all pale in comparison. But when you watch your child just in the fullness of what they're meant to do, and you see God working in their life, and you see them... Just excelling at what they're meant to do, and you have this, oh, this deep gratefulness to God, really, and this pleasure. But guys, I can feel it in heaven yeah. when this one here gets excited and she starts doing this back and <laughs> forth. I mean, all of heaven just yeah. is so excited. But I can feel the Father's pleasure, Jake, because because you have worked hard to glorify Him by taking a gift and talent and working it and and in pouring into it. Praise God.
1: Amen. All right, Jess.
3: Uh, I don't know how many you know, I know a lot of people here are praying for me, so I want to thank you for that, for all the prayers. A lot of people are lifting me up. But I uh, was on my, son was in Pittsburgh Children's Hospital, and I was on my way back down. And uh, a deer ran out in front of me, and I ended up rolling my car three times. I got to really, I was really hurt. I couldn't walk, I couldn't move. I went back to the hospital multiple times because they made him leave. I made, I had them make me leave because I wanted to go back down to Pittsburgh with my child. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, Saturday night before, I, the Lord spoke to me and said, go to church tomorrow. I'm going to heal you. And I looked at my husband, Josh, and I said, I got to go to church tomorrow. I could be, I, literally, I could not walk. I was in so much pain. I cracked ribs. I could not, it, it was horrendous. I, I had gone back to the doctor multiple times. I was going to the chiropractor and nothing was helping. You know, I was going to the Lord and I wasn't getting it at home. He wanted me to come here for some oh. reason, you know, that's, he wanted me here, you know? So I woke up Sunday morning and and I'm like, God, how did my how do you expect me to get there? <laughs> you know, you know that and and so I prayed and I'm like, nope, I'm going. I'm going. That took everything in me. And the people who saw me walk in, if you were here and saw me, you know it took everything in me to get here. And it took everything in me to stand up and even sing because it hurt so bad. But I did. And <laughs> And, and I was, the Lord, the you know, Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, come to altar before there was even an altar call, you know, and before I even know that, that someone gave a word that it was going to be healing service, you know, so there was a reason before that God told me to come, yeah, <laughs> and so, and, you know, God is always faithful, God is always good, and it's not, there's nothing, you know, it's special about me except Jesus you know, Amen. that's the only thing you know it's Hallelujah. Jesus in me it's not Hallelujah. you know Jess it's Jesus it's Jess and Jesus yeah. and, and so you know when you're going through those things and you don't you don't know where to look and you keep you know there's there's only one place to look right. and Hallelujah. that is to God because Amen. he is faithful to his promises and he I left this altar he I <laughs> When you gave me that word, <laughs> be still and know that I am God, which is a verse I know very well. You <laughs> tell know? them what I made you do. Yeah, yeah but With me, the Holy Spirit yes. told me yes. to tell you to do. But, and literally made me slow down my breath and breathe because when I, I made I, you stop praying. Yes. Yeah. You, were, you yes. were praying in the spirit, well, and I said yes.
0: you be quiet. Well, yeah. when
3: I always come up, when, see that's the thing. When I was come up to the altar, I God always gives me and always either praying for other people or praying for the people praying for me. God, you know, yeah. the Holy Spirit gives yeah. me things, and she's like, no. So God wanted me to be receiving uh-huh. at that time, and, inst- you know, and instead I was
0: trying to do try- what you do. I was, Yes, yeah. I was
3: giving and not receiving, you know. So I had to be in that receiving spirit. <laughs> and so she literally—I had slowed down my breath, and I got, God got me to this point where I was just basking in His presence, uh-huh. you know. And then the Holy Spirit's like, kneel down. I'm like, I'm still in pain, you know. I'm like, <laughs> really, Lord. Kneel down and give it all to you. Like, that's literally what I was told. Kneel down and give it all to me. And so I knelt down, and it took everything in me to kneel down. (laughs) But I knelt down, and I gave it all to him. And and my pain would go, and then it would come back. And then i just, like, no, and then I would just speak the name of Jesus. You know? And then when the last song came on, the Lord said, get up and sing. And so Josh still, Josh had to help me up. I still couldn't get up on my own. Two ver- two words into that song, I could lift. I couldn't lift my arms. I could li- I could sing. I could sing fully without any pain. I could lift my arms, b- b- by the by the end of the first verse, Hallelujah. I could, but I stayed up here until the song wasn't even over. But I stayed up here worshiping the Lord until there was no pain left in my body Hallelujah. and walked back to my seat completely Hallelujah. pain-free, and absolutely nothing wrong with me at all Hallelujah. compared to what I came in here with. I mean, I had such a bad concussion. I couldn't even make words. I couldn't even make sentences. I had such a bad headache when I came in. Like, I didn't even know half of what y'all were saying up here because I was just <laughs> concentrating on Lord. So I was like, that's all that was could keep me through, you know, Praise was just keeping my mind stayed upon him, you know. So God is always, always... Hallelujah. Always faithful. And then when I woke up Monday morning,
1: this is good, yeah.
3: I went to get out of bed and I literally fell out of bed my legs wouldn't work my back and I'm like, oh no devil Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. and I started I started to speak in scripture and I, by his stripes I am healed you know mm. <laughs> what Hallelujah. God what God has done is done it is finished. Hallelujah. you can't take this from me praise in the name of Jesus you know I called my husband for prayer uh, and in 10 minutes I was fine Hallelujah.
2: and I haven't had pain
3: since Hallelujah. nothing praise since. God. And Amen. Jesus is faithful. It doesn't matter what you're going through. I know there's, there, there's other things I'm going through in my life, but I know God has yeah. them all. Amen. And there was stuff that God had me lay down here about my son and his health problems. Mm. And that was part of, I think, what was holding back me from get, receiving his healing. And not no more. You know, we got some news that was, and I'm like, Mm-mm, mm mm nuh-uh-uh. Cause I, I know I already know he healed me he's gonna heal him but it's Hallelujah. in his time yeah. you know Amen. Amen. so Amen. that's all I can say is praise Jesus God. is thank awesome you, Jesus yes. Hallelujah yeah. give,
1: thank you give him praise give God praise oh. Jess, thank you, yeah, thank you, thank you, Jess. Thank you. Yes. wonderful wonderful love you guys love you guys Jen, I heard you had a testimony from last week as well yeah can you give a two minute testimony wanna, come on up yep,
0: you want to come up or we you you want us to come, come down. Come
2: I can keep it short. Um, Last week I came and um, I've been fighting COVID for 10 months. And the doctors told me in St. Vincent's they could not help me. I would have to fight to live. And fight is exactly right, 10 months. But I came, I could hardly come here Sunday, crawled in here just like the other lady said, and said that, um, um, I don't know, I don't know. And, but when they called forward, and I was I was going to ask to say, come for communion because I couldn't come up, but she said, "Drag yourself up here," and that's what I did, <laughs> drag myself up. And when they came and prayed for me, I said, "My hands are numb. I'm fighting off arthritis, and I am I am not receiving COVID." of 10 months. They prayed for every one of those things. My hands are 50% better. God is healing me. The arthritis is so much better. God's healing me. And when I left here, I left free of COVID.
3: Hallelujah. And and
2: then I share. um, This morning... This morning in the service, uh, Teresa will confirm the first song we begin to sing. I said, Teresa, I sense the angels all around this place, all around. They're looking, the angels are looking to see how you are going to praise their God, our God, and how we are going to exalt His name. They know how to exalt His name in heaven, but they said, we're watching. I felt Him. I could still feel Him watching. How are you going to exalt our Father? So, go. Glory be to God.
1: Amen. Amen.
2: Worship today was
0: on on another level. I don't often look behind me, but I can feel, I can feel a lot of what's going on back there. And today I felt the community of saints praising God with their whole hearts. And it was spectacular. It was um, awesome. When Jess came up here, when we, when we, When the Holy Spirit ordered the service, which he does, he does every single time. When he ordered that service, I just want you all to know when, when he's moving and he gives a word as we're praying, you know, Jess could have gotten offended. I mean, I made her, I didn't make her, but I felt led, right? The Holy Spirit said, stop praying. She's praying in the spirit. She's praying in the spirit. I said, I want you to, I want you to quiet your mouth. I want you to quiet your breathing. I want you to quiet everything that's in you, and she was breathing really heavy, and I just was like, take a slow breath, and we, I, like, yeah. we, we waited, we, we stayed there for a minute, because it felt so important that she be in a posture of not striving, and that wasn't the only person that had that word this morning, I feel like there were maybe one or two others, and I don't remember who, um, because when the Holy Spirit's moving, I'm just in it, and it's just flowing, I don't keep it, so I don't always remember. Um, but I just, in a, being in a posture of receiving, of not striving, but then also of just pouring out praise. So praise God. Praise Amen. God.
1: Amen. Amen. I just want to close out our time of worship here. Just out a reading out of the end of uh, Psalm 66. It says this, Come and hear all you who fear God, and I will declare what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. But certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, who has not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. Amen? Amen. Father, we just thank you for this time in your presence, we thank you for all that you do and all that you are. We glorify you this morning as our Father, our Lord, our Savior. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.
0: Um, If you're a first-time guest, we welcome you. On the back of the seat is the connection card. Um, This is a place for you to give us some information. Also a place for prayer requests, praise reports, and testimonies. Um, And those will go in the offering buckets, which are up here at the front during the break. Um, Offerings, uh, tithes and offerings um, can also come up during the break. Kids, ECF kids. If you're an ECF kid, you have a bag with your name on it. If you are a guest, I have a guest bag for you, um, plus a couple other things um, for the rest of the service. Uh, let's take a couple minutes and love on one another.
2: Yep.
0: All right, church. I got in trouble because I was talking too long. I got called twice. In my house, we I mean, not often, but you'll get the, count, the kids will get the countdown, you know. I tell them to do something. It's like one Two, and I rarely get to three. I don't know what happens when I get to three, but not it's not good. And it had to have happened a couple times early on because even Maggie, she's never gotten to three, and she never actually saw anything bad happen, but they just know. It's for real. But I got a two-count today for announcements. I was talking. I got the first call, and then I got the second call, so here I am. All right, well, let's just start with Happy Father's Day. Um, love celebrating all the dads. Um, And we are celebrating after church with coffee cake. Um, The last time we had coffee cake, I feel like was Easter. And it was a big hit because it is super delicious. Thank you, Wegmans. It is good stuff. Um, So coffee cake, coffee, there is tea and water. So um, hang out just for a few minutes after church and grab some cake and some fellowship and we'll do that. Uh, Next announcement is summer nights. I have a slide. No? Summer Nights. There it is. Yay. Um, Yeah, Summer Nights was a great time. We had our first one this past Friday, and it was easy, and it was laid back, and it was fun. The little kids section was a huge hit, so praise God for good ideas. Um, They played in the sandbox. They played with the little Chuck E. Cheese balls. They had a great time. Um, You can come on out this Friday. It starts at 5. The food comes out. Around 5.15, 5.30, I just like to give a little window there. Um, this week, I think we're having mini sandwiches, um, a veggie tray, chips, and something for dessert. I'm not sure what yet. Maybe ice cream sandwiches or something like that. But I'm working on the menu, but it's fun. It's just really laid back. Pastor Jason said, it's like camping for families, but you don't have to do any of the work. Um, so we have some activities. There you go. <laughs> you got some applause for that. Well, you know, we have the bubbles and the hula hoops and stuff for the kids to do. We have the food. um you just bring yourself in a chair uh, this past Friday, we didn't build a fire because of high winds. It was very, very windy. um but we we have a fire ready in case we want to in case we want light that puppy up. So come on out. It's just a fun time of fellowship. It's real laid back um, and lots of fun. so uh, put that on your calendar and long announcement um one person came, and she wasn't going to come. She's like, oh, I'm just coming from work. I was tired, but I thought I'd come out. I said, girl, you could grab a plate of food, say hi to a couple people, and go home and read a book. There is no, you do not have to come for the whole time. You can just come, say hi, have some food. It's easy, okay, easy time. Um, Next announcement is Luciano Group is usually on the third Sunday in the sanctuary, but it is not tonight, There is a Father's Day hiatus on the Luciano Life Group. Um, So that'll pick up next month. And finally, Pastor Jason, you want to come up? Gracie Ackerman, do you want to come up? And Jensen Bendig, we are going to celebrate our graduates. Go ahead and give them a round of applause. This is the Reading Rainbow graduate. Year. These two girls probably have read so many books they would probably fill this stage. More than all of us combined, probably. I'm sure. So, Gracie, why don't you come around this side so you guys are both on the same? Here you go. Okay.
1: Okay, so I want to introduce to you uh, our high school graduate, which is Grace Ackerman. So give Grace a hand. (laughs) (laughs) Gracie is graduating from Ackerman Homeschool Academy. Are you on? I don't think I had it on. That was my fault. Thank you, Steve. Gracie graduated uh,
0: from homeschool, and it was a pleasure to homeschool her. Yes. Very easy to homeschool a child who reads more than you do. Yeah. Um, but she was a, she's an excellent student, very dedicated, very studious. Um, she, the past two years, she has taken dual enrollment classes at Mercyhurst, which yeah. made my job even easier. So she's graduating from high school. I think with a 4.0 or better grade point average, and 28, 29 29 uh, credits from Mercyhurst University. So she's, um, she did a great job. Very proud of her. Um, Proud of her in all the ways. She is taking a gap year. She's like, I got 29 credits. I'm going to take some time off. (laughs) So, um, well-deserved time off. She's taking a gap year, and she just got a job at Chick-fil-A.
2: Yeah.
0: Chick-fil-A. On 12th Street, if you want to go get waited on (laughs) by the cutest Chick-fil-A employee you ever saw. 12th street chick-fil-a pretty much i think friday's and Saturdays is, is true i'm sorry i know it's just so true she came out with the black pants and the red shirt and i was like oh my goodness sales are going to go up at the 12th street chick-fil-a it's because all, right. all the boys are going to come <laughs> right. and get milkshakes from grace yeah i know i know you're just cringing you just say right it's now. my pleasure that's you all just you say, my say. pleasure. My right.
1: ple- that's what they say at Chick-fil-A. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Go ahead. You can do Okay. And you now, can
0: embarrass
1: Jensen. <laughs> <laughs> now to embar- embarrass Jensen. So Jensen <laughs> Jensen uh, Bendig um, is with us. She's graduating from college yes. this year. Grove so City. she's graduating from Grove City. She's graduating from Grove City College with a Bachelor's of Science in Biochemistry. So you can ask her about that afterwards and what all that means and what all that entails. Uh, And she is going to be headed back down, well, down to Pittsburgh. So she's going past Grove City and going down to Pittsburgh. And she's going to be studying, is it a one-year or two-year program? A one-year program to be a certified cytotechnologist.
0: Working
1: in the labs. So she's what what does that mean? That means she's gonna be working in the labs, uh, testing blood work, uh, doing sonograms with patients, doing all those types of things. So she's gonna be behind the scenes and frontline, but yeah. I don't even know what that means, but I know you do, and you're gonna do a fantastic job at it. So let's give her a hand. <clears throat> You'll be getting like it's a board certification, right? So I mean those who are in the medical field know. That's official stuff, and it's tough to do, and yeah. it's a tough That's training awesome. program. So we're excited. And you leave next weekend? Uh, in two weeks, I start. In two weeks, she starts. Okay. So we, let's just stretch out our hands to, to them. We want to pray for them.
0: Heavenly Father, we just lift these young ladies up to you, Lord God. Father, I just praise you and I thank you for your faithfulness. God, you created these girls. Lord, you saw them every step, Father God. You had them in your hearts and in your hands, Lord Jesus, and you continue to make the way for them. Father, I thank you that their hearts are filled for you, committed to you. Father, I pray for, um, most of all, I just pray that they would always walk in that deep understanding of your love for them. Father God, that your love surrounds them um, on all sides and that they can never get away from it, Lord God. And then, Lord, I pray that you would um, just give them wisdom. Lord Jesus, in every decision, every step that they're taking, Lord God, that they would have the wisdom of heaven, Lord Jesus, right. and the assurance of your presence, Father, in every every move that they make, Lord God. I pray um, just a hedge of protection around right. Jensen as she goes to Pittsburgh, as she enjoys that city. Right. Father God, I pray that she would have joy, Lord God. Right. This is serious things, and she's a serious student. Father, I just pray that she would have joy, Lord God, and that you would surround her with a, a body of believers, um, Lord, to just... Um, be her family, Lord God, and to um, just to partner with her during her time there. And Father, I just pray for grace, Lord, and I just pray for continued joy, Lord Jesus, as she um, just pursues you with her whole heart. Father, I thank you and I praise you for their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. 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 All right. Congratulations, guys.
0: There's nothing in there that has to do with books.
1: (laughs) All right. We're good. Thank you. I told, actually, I didn't, I didn't tease Jensen with this, but I told Grace when she walked in this morning, I was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I forgot to tell you, when I invite you up, if you could just give like a five to ten minute full testimony of your life and your walk with Jesus and what He's done for you." And she just looked at me, and she knew right away. She's like, "Dad, mm-mm. <laughs> you're messing with me. You're right. I am messing with you. I love to do that." Okay, we're going to continue to worship the Lord uh, with our ties and our offerings, and I just want to read a scripture. Out of 2 Kings 4, and 2 Kings 4 has been part of our reading, if you're uh, following along reading with us, and this is about uh, the woman who's, whose husband passed away, and she needed the Lord to move on behalf in her life, and how many of you know, we, a lot of us have challenges and issues, and, and, and even with Grace and Jensen, you know, where they're going, their next steps, there will be challenges, but when I read this story, I just want you to think about your life situation, what's going on, and what God can really do and move in your life. It starts in verse 1. It says this, a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elijah, saying, your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maid servant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Don't just gather a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. And then pour into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. And so she went from him, shut the door behind him, her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. And now it came to pass, verse 6, when the vessels were full, that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there's not another vessel. The oil has ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil, pay your debt, and you and your sons shall live on the rest. And I think of that situation where sometimes we're in desperate situations. And what did she do? She called out to God. Now she called out to a man of God, but she called out to God. He gave her some instructions And it's interesting that the instructions were what was going on right in front of her. You got this one jar. Use what's right in front of you. And she was obedient to do what the the Lord had told her to go do, and look at the results. God began to multiply. It wasn't her that was doing the multiplication. It was God that was doing the multiplication. And all she had to do was, in faith, gather up the empty jars. Amen? She just had to gather up those empty jars. So let's pray. Uh, this morning over our finances. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that we can trust in you. We thank you, Lord, that when we call out for help, you answer. Lord, we trust in you. Father, we will do what you've asked us to go do, whether it's regarding our finances or relationships. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that when we do that, Father, you are the multiplier. You are the one that takes what's not enough and makes it more than enough. And so we thank you for it, and Father, we just pray for this message today, that you would bless it and anoint it in your precious name we pray, amen? Amen. Okay, thank you, Chet. All right, open your Bibles with me to Genesis. We're going to read a little bit in Genesis 1, 2, and 3, and then we're going to jump over to the New Testament, if you want to get yourself ready over there. We're going to read just a verse in Colossians and then also in Ephesians Uh, verse 5. So quite a few scriptures this morning, Uh, but I've just been so blessed that healing, impromptu healing service uh, last Sunday, these testimonies were fantastic about what God is doing. And can I just tell you that Father's Day is one of my favorite days of the year? I bet you guys didn't know that. I absolutely love Father's Day. I love my family and my kids, and they know that I love it, and they always try to make it so special, and they do. And I always have a wonderful time. Uh, And what I want to talk this morning is I want to talk to all of us, not just the men or not just the fathers, but I really want to talk to all of us. But the message this morning is going to be related or kind of pointing to men and pointing to not just men but husbands and fathers. Uh, But the ladies and even the young people, you all can get something out of this this morning because it really has to do with the Lord's goodness and faithfulness in our life and how we can learn how to love uh, one another. Amen? So the title for this message is Reverse the Curse. Reverse the Curse. You say, well, what are you talking about, Pastor Jason? What does this even mean? So I want to I talk to you about something that this message, actually just the beginning part, this, this beginning part of the message I heard from someone, I want to give Pastor Dan Backen's the credit for this, but we were at a marriage seminar in North Carolina uh, last February, and he presented something to us, theologically in the Bible, about marriage, about a man and a wife, about a husband uh, and a wife that I had never heard before, and it was so good, and it was so Just it just impacted me so much that I wanted to share that initial portion with you, and then I want to move into something that the Lord has showed me uh, really to how to live that out in our life. So, Genesis 1, and I want to start our reading here in the Bible. This is before the fall, this is before sin, and it's interesting that God talks about a man and a woman being together, being united, being supportive having dominion together, and working and doing things together. So let's read this in Genesis 1, starting in chapter 26. And God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion, interesting, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, And so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. He blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over all the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And if you really begin to look at that scripture, it's interesting. This is, again, before sin, before the curse. God's intention for marriage was dominion, blessing, togetherness, compatibility, companionship. All those words was before. That's how it was ordained. How God wants it to be. How it was originally designed to be. So skip with me to Genesis 2, and this recounts the creation of the woman, starting in verse 18. And the Lord God said, it's not good that man should be alone. (laughs) Rich, somebody said amen to that. (laughs) It's, It's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Interesting enough. So when Eve was made, it was was comparable to Adam. They were companions. They were like this perfect balance. They were like these skill sets of one and the skill sets of another. They were uniquely created to balance each other, to be compared with each other in an equal sense. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field. And every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. Whatever Adam called each living creature was its name. Verse 20. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. Again, this comparable, suitable, balanced, together, unified to him. And God caused... And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, took out one of his ribs, closed up his flesh in his place. When the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, now this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. They were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. So you just think of that picture of the garden, that picture of this perfect unity, exactly as God created it, comparable, dominion they were to do together and take over together. Then, the fall. Genesis 3, starting in verse 16. Actually, I'm just going to read verse 16. It says this. "To the woman, he said, so now the fall has happened, sin has happened, and now the Lord is speaking to Adam and Eve, and he is going to talk about what now is the desires of your flesh given now that the fall has happened. It's how it was perfectly created to be, and now because of sin, here is how it's going to try to play out without Jesus. Are you Ready? To the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain, you will bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband. And I will stop there for a minute. And I think what most of us, when we read this, we think, oh, the guys are like, mm-hmm. She's going to desire me. (laughs) This is going to be fantastic. Fantastic. Right, This is what marriage is going to be. The fall happened. Yeah, but the Bible says she's going to desire me. And like you get really excited about this. But that actual word, do you know the second time that it's used in the Bible, the next time it's used, in reference to Cain and Abel, and it's talking about the desire of sin to control and overtake Cain's life. This is the curse. This is not the blessing. This is the curse. This, it, what it's saying is our flesh, the lady's flesh in this case, has a desire to control her husband. All right, okay, I should have prefaced this message. If you're, sta- if you're sitting here with your spouse, okay, There's going to be no elbow, because we're going to get both of you, okay? We're going to hit equal parties equally on Father's Day, okay? So there's going to be no elbow jabs like, "Mm mm-hmm, I told you so. Yep, I've been trying to quote that scripture forever controlling me, blah, 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 okay? But what it's saying is, is that when the fall happened, this perfect relationship, now because of the flesh, the woman's desire is to control the husband, and then it talks to the guys. And it says, now the guy, he shall rule over you. And, what, and so the guy's just like, mm-hmm, yeah, this is going to be great. Not only is she going to desire me, but now I get to rule over her. Guys, that was the curse. God is speaking, this is, he's talking about what the natural flesh will want to do, what we have to reject. Well, we have to say no more, no, not this. It is not the guy to be dominating over the woman, to be ruling over the woman. That's the fall. That's the curse. That's not God's intention for marriage. It's not God's design for marriage. It's not what he originally wants or what he has for us. To lord, a word means to lord over, to dominate, not to listen, to get our way. That's not a picture of marriage. That's not a picture of a great relationship. So we have a slide up here, just in case you didn't capture the point here so far. The curse, the fall, is the woman's desire is to control the man. And the man's desire, innately, is to dominate the woman. And if you, I mean, we've done marriage things, and we've heard marriage counseling, and we've, you know, helped people through marriages, and many times... This is one of the biggest challenges in marriage. And so you're like, well, thank goodness we don't have to stay there. Amen? Thank goodness we don't have to stay there. So flip with me to the New Testament. Because we got to get out of the Old Testament right now. Right? Because from from what that was in Genesis. So you think about all this time, this challenge of our flesh, we we say, Lord, we need Jesus. But let's look at what happens, God's intention for marriage in the New Testament, and what he wants to do, what, how he wants us to act in our life to reverse the curse, to say, you know what, there are things in the Bible that the Lord is asking me and commanding us to do, both men and women, but I'm talking a little bit more to the men today, what he wants us to go do so that we need to forcefully push down that flesh and say, you know what, I'm going to love and I'm going to serve. As God has instructed me to do. Because my flesh wants to do it that way. That's what the flesh wants. But now that we're in the New Testament, now we've got the Spirit on the inside of us, we can live and operate in a new way. So, Colossians 3, I want to read verse 18 and 19. So, here is reversing the curse. Here is what God is intending for us. To say, we need to put down the flesh and here's what we need to go do. Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting to the Lord. This is the redemptive reversal of control. It's really the opposite of control. To go against the instinct of control, it says, therefore, we shall submit to our husbands. And i am going to talk a little bit about more in a minute what that means. That does not mean you can submit to your husband when he is cruel to you and beating you and all this other stuff. It's a whole other message, that's counseling type stuff. But verse 19 says this, Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. So this is how we clean up this mess of sin. This is the new way. The new way, the blessing, the blessing here is a desire for a woman to submit to the man, but a man's desire to serve the woman. And what you'll notice is all throughout Scripture is he talks to the man about serving and loving and then talks to the woman about submitting. And do you understand that men, as leaders of the home, we have to start the cycle. I'm sorry, guys. We have to start the cycle. When we begin to love, when we begin to serve, when we begin to act like Jesus in our marriages and to our children and as fathers and as men, when we start that cycle, the other cycles begin to happen in our lives and in our relationships. Not that women don't have influence in the relationship because they do, but it's interesting to me that when you read it in the new scripture, he constantly is talking. It's like wives, submit to to husbands to your husbands, and then husbands love your wives, and then he gives this entire narrative about how to go do that. So turn with me to Ephesians 5. We're going to talk about how to do this. Men, how can we love our wives? How, and really this applies to our kids as well, how can we love our children? Ephesians 5, starting in verse 25 This is symbolic in a lot of ways. It's talking about marriage. It also really applies to many different things because it's talking about Christ and the church. So what it's doing is showing how Christ loved the church, which models how a man shall love his wife, which models how a father should love his children, how a mom should love the children. It just models this completely and totally out in these different points here that I have this morning. Ephesians 5, verse 25. Husbands love Your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. So, the first point here out of verse 25 is the first thing we have to do to love our wives and our kids as men, as husbands, as fathers. Number one is we have to sacrifice for them. Christ sacrificed for the church. Men, we need to sacrifice for our families. And what do you mean by that? What does that look like today? Man, it depends on the relationship. It depends on what's going on in your home. It depends on your family. For me, it means a couple things. That instead of watching the football game, which I really want to watch, can I sacrifice and watch a movie with the family? Sometimes I want to say something. Can I sacrifice and not say something even though I want to say something? There are little decisions we make throughout. This isn't like a big thing. This isn't like, you know, the sacrifice. I'm going to lay down my life in front of my family when, you know, somebody comes in trying to shoot up my house. Okay. That's like naturally that will probably happen as it's all happening. But that's not what this is talking about. This means every day a sacrifice. Little by little you're making decisions in your life to sacrifice what you want in order for them. That you make these decisions, and they can be little ones. It can be little ones. It can be simple. Hey, Dad, I'd like like to listen to a different song. Yeah, but I love the song, but I can listen to a different one. I'm not saying you have to do everything that they want to do all the time, but the sense that Jesus Christ sacrificed for the church says that we too then need to sacrifice for our families. We have to put down the flesh even when we don't want to which is a difficult thing to do. The Bible says we have to die to ourselves when? When? Daily. Daily. This isn't like a big event. This is like every single day. Moms, you guys are all usually really, really good at this sacrifice thing because you guys sacrifice your sleep, your livelihood sometimes, your careers, all this stuff. But men, there's a piece of this sacrifice that we have to do as well. Verse 26, so when we have to sacrifice for them. Verse 26 is that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. I'm not saying you got to wash your wife's feet, but that would be great. However, what I am saying is that we need to speak life over them. Not only do we have to sacrifice for our families, men, we have to speak life. Life over them look at that that we sanctify and cleanse them with the washing of our word men We stand and sit in authority By God's design over our families and what we say has a huge impact in our home We have a choice whether to speak a curse or whether to speak a blessing over our wives over our children over our homes over every situation The Lord has been encouraging me more and more. He has given me authority over situations, and it's time that I take it. Men, you have authority over situations in your home. It's time you take it. You know, we always want this big battle to fight, and we're men, and we love gladiators and all these great movies we want to watch. But the thing about all those things is they're fighting a battle. Well, guess what? Your family is not who you should be fighting. Your kids are not who you should be battling. It's the enemy. So take authority over that enemy and speak life over your family. And men, if you are speaking to your child that they're a problem and that they're a pain and that they're crazy, you are speaking that over their life. You are actually allowing them to fulfill what you're speaking over them. You need to change the language that you speak over your life. Change the language that you speak over your spouse and over your family and over your children. The Bible says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. How much more so are life and death in the power when you have authority in a certain situation. You want to speak positive words over them. You want to encourage them. We've given that story before about Eva, how we called her. It's just sweet Eva. We, didn't, we, we weren't seeing sweet Eva, but we began to speak into existence a positive blessing over their life. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to have 16 scriptures memorized. But every day when I drop my kids off at school, five of them come here to this amazing school here at Leadership Christian Academy. They say this, Dad, will you bless me? Every day. Dad, will you bless me? And I do one simple thing. They all get out of the car, they line up, and I just take my hand, and I put my thumb, and I put a little cross on their forehead, and say, be blessed, baby, have a great day. That's it. I don't recite the Psalms over them, or speak Romans 8 over them, or pray in the Spirit over them. I just say a blessing over them. All five of them. And it's interesting, they want me to do that with them at night as well. So dads, I would encourage you, just speak a blessing over your kids. Bless them when they're sleeping. Bless them when they're awake. Walk by their room and bless them. Speak life over them. Verse 27 says that he might present her to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. And what popped out of this to me was the Lord speaking to us is that we as men, as fathers, as husbands, we need to develop them. We need to see the gifts and the talents that are in our spouses, that are in our kids, And not only just speak life into them, but encourage them, help them to develop the skill sets that they have in their life. The Lord had told me a while back that this is one of the major things he was going to hold me accountable for. My relationship with him, of course, first. My relationship with my wife, second, of course. But third, he asked me, he said, will you develop your children in me? and in their gifts, and in their talents. And I believe as, as fathers, we need to see that in our kids. Even from the youngest age, you will begin, ask the Lord. Say, Lord, because we have eight of them, so I'm always asking, Lord, well, what's, you know, what do you want us to develop in Jairus? What do you want us to develop in Ruby? And the Lord begins to reveal that. And there's natural gifts and talents that he has given your children to develop. We talked about Jake is a great example up here this morning, yeah? An anointing, a gifting, a talent that was developed. by Mom and dad helped get him to develop that. There's probably times where he wanted to quit. I'm done. I want to be done with this. And mom and dad are like, there's a talent here. We want to nurture this. We want to see this move forward. We have to help them to see that God loves them and cares for them. And that they are worthy of his love. Verse 28. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. For he who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. So men, fathers, we need to nourish and cherish them. To nourish and cherish them. Can I be honest, this is the one that I probably struggle with the most of all of these, so you don't have to ask my family, they already know this. But this is, the, like, we all have one of these to work on. Some of us have a couple to work on. I've got a couple to work on. So don't be overwhelmed by it, but find one of these. Grab a hold and say, Lord, I need to get better in this situation. But nourishing and cherishing them... What does that look like? Well, if we're reversing the curse and going the other way, then this is what it looks like. It means to be gentle with our family. And sometimes I'm not so gentle at home with our family. I'm not so gentle with our kids. I'm not so gentle with my wife. But if you're going to nourish and cherish something, think about that. If you were had a flower that you wanted to nourish and cherish... And you're going to speak life over it. But you're going to take care of it, are you not? You're actually going to make an effort to see it grow. You're going to take an effort to pull out the weeds that are trying to take it out. You're going to make an effort to make sure it's water, to make sure it has sunlight. How much more so should we make that effort with our family that God has given us? And we need to cherish it. Not only do we nourish it, but we have to cherish it. And I know guys, and some of you, I'm not saying anything's wrong with having you know, fancy sports cars. But there are times in our life, and I've done this with sports and other things, that we cherish more this thing than we are our own family. Mm, We cover it up and we make it all nice. We don't want it to get rained on. We only bring it out on special occasions. And we take all this care and effort to protect something that isn't even a living thing. Yet God calls us to nourish and cherish our family, our spouse and our kids, those who God has placed right in front of us, to make an effort to do that on a daily basis. And then verse 30, Jake, if you want to come back up, I'm going to close with this. It says, we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. And for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And if you notice, that's the exact same wording that was used back in Genesis, It's the exact same wording that was used to describe the relationship as God initially created and intended it to be to leave and to cleave, to put the things, the distractions of the world behind, and to prioritize our families, to leave the other stuff behind. Sure, it's great, we go play softball, and we have, you know, guys go hunting, and they do all these things. I'm not saying we don't have to do those, but what I'm saying is that they need to be in the right priority order in our life. God first, spouse second, our children third, and then all the other stuff, whatever that might be. Then verse 32, he ends with this, and this is the great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you, in particular, so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. They just talked about how a man has to love, to serve, to love, to serve, to care, to nourish. And it's only just one line about the wife respecting her husband. And I know this is a cycle and it goes through with love and respect back and forth, but men, I'm challenging you this morning that you start that wheel, that you start a different cycle. Maybe you're in a bad cycle, maybe you're in a good cycle, but I'm encouraging you men this morning to start a different cycle if one needs to be started of love and of serving, of cherishing, of nurturing, of nurturing, of sacrifice, of all the things the Lord commands us to go do. And I leave you with this. Men, you have a spiritual authority in your home. And I want you to use it. I want you to take the spiritual authority that God has given you and use it to fight the enemy. For our battle is not against flesh and blood. But it's against the principalities and powers of darkness. And so we have a battle to fight. We have an enemy that's right in front of us, day in and day out. And men, it's time to wield our swords against the enemy and not against our family. I just ask all the fathers to stand up this morning. Actually, all the men stand up. <clears throat> All the ladies, if you want to stretch your hands out to them. I just want to pray for the men this morning. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just lift these men up to you, including myself. Father, we thank you that you are the perfect model, Father, for each of us that we can run to you, we can turn to you, we can call to you. Father, your word says you you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. So Lord, I just thank you, Lord, that you are showing and teaching us how to love and how to serve others, how to lay down our lives in a sacrificial way, how to speak life, over our families, how to nurture, how to nourish, how to cherish. Father, I ask, Lord, that you would give us a boldness moving forward from this Father's Day, a boldness to speak life, to speak your word, and to take up the fight against the enemy. So, Lord, I ask for boldness for each, each guy in here who's standing, Lord, a boldness to fight the battle that you have called him to. And we thank you, it In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Everybody stand with me. I'm going to read this benediction. There's some prayer teams that will be coming up to the front. Don't forget, we've got some uh, coffee cake, lots of different flavors. Good coffee cake, good coffee, tea, water, all the things that uh, are out there to enjoy. Prayer teams will be up here. If you need prayer for salvation, maybe you never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, maybe you need prayer for healing or relationship, strength in any way, just come up here. They'll be able to pray with you this morning. Let me just read this benediction over you as we close. Now to him who is able, he's able, with his help, with his strength. This stuff is not, we're not able to do this on our own, men. By his strength, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. The power works in us because of him and through him. So to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations Forever and ever. Amen and amen. You are dismissed. Have a wonderful night.